The leader of the free world falls up the stairs on his way home from making a cameo appearance in Zelensky's new propaganda film. Meanwhile, a Catholic metropolitan beats the war drums in Davos, calling Zelensky a great communicator of Catholic social doctrine. Plus, bad guy Putin blasts gender ideology and defends Christianity, while Pope Francis bans the Latin Mass. And finally, the One World Religion, open for business in Dubai. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Michael Matt. This is the Remnant Underground. It's finally happened. This is the most disturbing, one of the most disturbing things uh, I've ever seen. Now, you can say, well, I've seen worse. You know, this is the way it is. That's the culture in which we live, to which I say, well, that makes it even worse. That makes it even worse if this has been going on for a while. I've never seen anything like this. I, I, I never, I, I kind of thought I would go to my grave having never had to see something like that, a big kid beating up a little girl, another little kid joining in, and then almost the worst of the whole thing, another little child on the school bus on the way to school filming this thing. And I thought as I watched this thing, this is an indicator of what's happening to us. This is an indicator of how completely godless we've become. We always talk about Christ or chaos. This is, this is the worst example of it, right? Little children beating each other to death on school buses, <laughs> you know? And, and, and I thought to myself in the context of Francis, is Francis seeing any of this? You know, is he, is he aware of what is happening culturally to children today? You know, even, the, even his constant babbling about climate change. Who cares, Francis? Who cares if the world burns up? If this is going to be happening to all of, all of our children, but by the millions in, in the most in, industrialized, civilized countries in the world. He's shutting down the Latin mass. He's preoccupied now, Francis is. with shutting down communities full of young people who still love God, are going to confession every couple of weeks, going to Mass every, every week, going to Mass during the week sometimes, oftentimes. He wants to shut it down, friends. And I want you to think about this little child getting beat up in public, godless, Christless, Christophobic public school system as we proceed with tonight's show. Because Francis, rather than seeming to acknowledge the nightmare that we're all going through now on every single level, geopolitically, nationally, at the family level, just chaos. Francis, is our, our friend Diane Montagna is reporting this week in The Remnant. It's another, yet another papal document being reviewed very solemnly in the Vatican. Francis is deciding how he's going to cancel one of the few places in the world, one of the few positive things that are happening in the church burgeoning beautiful young communities big families people with faith he's actually sitting up there like the grinch over whoville figuring out how he's going to crush it only this time this next iteration of traditionis custodis is how he's going to crack down on the ex ecclesia dei communities turning saint peter and Sister christ the king for example this is this is what's being discussed right now in rome francis obviously is not going to leave any of this up 
to his bishops. And I wonder where the bishops are, friends, but your, your excellencies. I mean, you, this, this guy has just issued an international vote of no confidence in you. If a diocesan bishop wants to allow the use of a parish church for traditional Latin mass, he needs to seek a special permission from the Dicastery for Divine Worship. Also, the establishment of a personal parish for such celebrations need an approval from Rome. <laughs> the bishops are the last people in the world. Francis is going to trust and know what's going on in their own diocese. The dicastery must have felt that more clarity was needed, especially on these two points, in order to ensure that local bishops will not decide on their own. See, this is a tyrant. This is a dictator. This is an 86-year-old dictator pope. Quite a few observers of the Holy See here in Rome have voiced their difficulties with the fierceness with which this issue has been handled. No, I think it's part of his globalist plan, because let's not forget, most of these Latin mass-going Catholics, what are they? Most of them are in America, right? So, as the globalists dismantle the United States of America as part of their great reset, what do you think of the fact that Francis is dismantling the fastest-growing community now of American Catholics, right? He's always doing exactly what they're doing. Always. <laughs> People say, you're paranoid, man. Well, yeah, I guess. But these conspiracy theories, one after another, are becoming spoiler alerts. And, and this week we saw another one. I remember one, back when I was a kid, my, my father and all of his traditional Catholic allies were always talking about dismantling the Catholic Church, the spirit of Vatican II. The whole point of that, they argued at the time, 50 years ago, was the establishment of this one world church to go along with the new world order, Right. So that was the conspiracy theory for which they were mocked mercilessly. What do you make of the fact that in Dubai this week, the Abrahamic family house opened for business? this thing of course this is an interfaith shrine <laughs> or we can turn that around it's a shrine devoted to interfaith to coexist right the whole thing resulted from big brother francis's abu dhabi concordat with the sheikh ahmad ali taib right we, we covered that in detail down here and by the way <laughs> check out how the christian church is listed on the Abrahamic Family House Twitter page. <laughs> is, is Holiness Francis Church? Are you kidding me? I know they can hardly wait for the bodies of post-Vatican II popes to assume room temperature before they canonize them, but maybe, in Francis's case, they're just going to go ahead and canonize him while he's still amongst the living. What's going on here? Now, there's some adamant defenders of this ball of nonsense who are insisting, that, oh, no, that's not true. The church is actually called the St. Francis of Assisi Church. Okay, so they just got it wrong on their own Twitter page? Oh, that's a pretty big typo, right? But whatever they're going to call it, 
The church of accompaniment now is obviously abandoning the divine commission of Jesus Christ to go and convert all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. The conspiracy theory was a spoiler alert. We, the children of Abraham, gather here together in order to celebrate the building of an extraordinary monument to loving kindness, the Abrahamic family house. Let us utilize the remarkable facilities on this site in the future to build a new world. And so it should really be no wonder that our poor befuddled Protestant friends are looking on and going, what the heck is going on? Hello friends, Pastor Doug Batchelor. I'm doing a brief prophecy news update. The Pope has made an announcement that Christians should not try to convert anybody. Now this is absolutely mind-boggling. This is astounding. In front of an unbeliever, the Pope goes on to say, the last thing I have to do is to try to convince him. Never. Well, but I thought that's what the Lord told us to do, to try to persuade people for Christ. Uh, this is an amazing statement on several counts. First of all, it's unbiblical. Jesus tells us that we should proactively go everywhere and preach the gospel. I'm sure that Catholics around the world are absolutely stunned by this. <laughs> I know. Got no, more, no argument here, Pastor Doug. Our globalist pope really has lost the plot. We agree. And it seems like every day he finds a new way to tweet out his support for the globalist agenda, whether that be climate change, something on which he's fixated like a fanatic, or open borders, he and George Soros are just like that on the open borders bit, or now apparently World War III, because we gotta, well, we gotta save those Ukrainians, right? Here we go again. 20 years ago, it was what? It was the Iraqis. You know, they, they, they needed to be saved. Saved by us. The world had to be made safe for democracy in Iraq. Do you remember? And then 20 years before that, when I was just a little kid, it was the Vietnamese. You know, and now it's the Ukrainians that are benevolent neocon war hawks just must go out at great personal expense to save. <laughs> same script, same lie, even, for the most part, the same actors. John McCain and Lindsey Graham to discuss their recent trip to Iraq. Uh, the president was very eager to hear what we had to say. It's still a bad idea in your mind to withdraw? I think it's a very bad idea and it's a declaration of surrender. See that? You hear that? The same intensity that we're hearing now about Ukraine. Remind me, remind me once again, because it's, it's a little cloudy for me. What exactly did our country gain from the invasion of Iraq? Anybody know? Oh, that's right. A million dead people in a totally destabilized Middle East. That's what it was. And they were still at it, by the way, even in 2011. Only now they had kind of shifted a little bit, remember, to Afghanistan. I go about every two or three months. Uh, to Afghanistan, used to do the same in Iraq. President Obama's decision to send 30,000 troops uh, into Afghanistan, I think, was correct. But thank God we went into Afghanistan, because otherwise the world would never have been able to do the, the thing and, and, and everything. And, and these guys, you know, they would have been shooting tin cans out in the desert still. Of, uh, pictures here from inside the presidential palace. Uh, what you are looking at right now is Taliban fighters inside the presidential palace. <laughs> so that's how, 
That's how our noble war to save democracy, that's how it ended in Afghanistan. So naturally, they needed to find someplace else. And do you know where they went? Ukraine. All of us will go back to Washington and we will push the case against Russia. We will do everything we can to provide you with what you need to win. And these guys, these same actors, are still at it today. So we need to do two things quickly. Make Russia a state sponsor of terrorism under U.S. law, which would make it harder for China to give weapons to Russia. And we need to start training Ukrainian pilots on the F-16 now. I, I know one of the things the Allies have worried about is that it could provoke Russia. I'm not worried about provoking Putin. I'm, I, I want to beat him. <laughs> Says the guy who declared war on Vladimir Putin in the first place. Our fight is not with the Russian people, but with Putin. Our promise to you is to take your cause to Washington and make the case against Putin to the world. Do you begin to see how dangerous the situation is? And we don't have a fully cerebrally functioning president to do anything but comply with everything he's ordered to do? The brave Biden, who's over there in Ukraine just this week doing a cameo in one of Mr. Green Tea's propaganda flicks. <laughs> nice touch, guys, with the air raid sirens and the whole thing. <sighs> and of course, as I say, the useful idiots on the TV set who've been pushing everything COVID to, 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 to vaccines to now Ukraine, they buy it every single time. To find a, a day of this kind of presidential bravery in a war zone, you've got to go all the way back to 1864, July, when Abraham Lincoln, as president, went to see Confederate soldiers who were firing on Washington, D.C. That's what presidential bravery in wartime is. <laughs> Brain dead. These are brain-dead people hiding their own Easter eggs. They're nuts, right? Because it turns out now, Joe Biden was in much more danger walking up the steps of Air Force One a few days later in Poland. And anyway, uh, Joe survived his little tumble on the staircase of Air Force One. He survived his very dangerous trip to Kiev, Kiev by the way. Um, anyway, but it's not, it's not just the politicians who are <laughs> falling for this. It's not just the politicians. It's not just people on CNN or MSNBC. I mean, again, Catholic bishops are facil facilitating this. I'm sorry, that Metropolitan from Philadelphia? I mean, shouldn't he be calling for peace by now? The man of the cloth? Shouldn't he be saying, let's get these guys together and stop this war? He actually took part in the World Economic Forum's Ukraine is You project. That's what it's called. Ukraine is You. President, President Zelensky has been a student in this school. Unbeknownst to him, he's been a student in the School of Catholic Social Doctrine. And he's become a great symbol. He's become a great communicator of these truths. Let us make the right decisions right now. 
to end this war, to give, them, give the weapons, to give the help, and make sure that this opportunity isn't wasted. Thank you, Metropolitan. And I'm sure George Soros is very pleased and happy to have you on the team. Back in 2015, the Directorate of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Ukraine, she positively gushed her gratitude and her praise, one George Soros. Since 1990, no other private donor has traveled a longer distance in helping Ukraine. In total, she writes, George Soros has provided over $181 million in support of almost, get this, almost 17,000 civil society initiatives in Ukraine that were implemented by, get this too, thousands of activists throughout the country. Well, yeah, we've been going over this for, I mean, a year ago. We're at the one-year anniversary now, and now they finally got their, their war. It's all blowing up, blowing up in their faces, destabilizing Europe, just as their designs destabilized the Mideast 20 years ago. You got dead Iraqis all over the place then. Now it's dead Ukrainians all over the place. But it doesn't matter. Heck, half the time, the leaders of this band of fools, they can't even, he can't even keep track of what, who the dead are. Putin may circle Kyiv with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. He'll never, he'll never extinguish their love of freedom, and he will never, never weaken the resolve of the free world. Yeah, that may be true. Joe Biden, yeah, he may not be a good guy. But what we can't forget about is the Dark Lord of Russia. Evil incarnate himself, former KGB, standing in the way of the noble cause to save democracy. Посмотрите, что они делают со своими собственными народами. Разрушение семьи, культурной и национальной идентичности. Извращение, издевательство над детьми вплоть до педофилии объявляются нормой, нормой их жизни. А священнослужители, священников принуждают создавать однополые браки. Но хочется им сказать, но посмотрите, извините меня, священные писания, главные книги всех других мировых религий. Там все сказано, в том числе... Wow, that's shockingly evil. That's sickening. Thank goodness our guy, Joe Biden, is the good guy. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that. As a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. This is a joke, friends. President Joe, the good guy, Biden, Joe, the Catholic Biden, his Department of Health and Human Services released a document last year entitled Gender Affirming Care and Young People. Now, in that document, they describe treatments, what they're doing to help the kids. First, they brainwash them, and then they give them treatment. There's something out of Nazi Germany, only worse. Because the treatments, according to the document, include top surgery, which is to create male typical chest shape or enhanced breasts, surgery to do that on little kids, or bottom surgery on genitals or reproductive organs, and also facial feminization, 
cut them up, change their face a little bit. You see what's happening here? In their war on God's creation, including how he created us, man and men and women, male and female, they are, these good guys, they are hacking up children. Yeah? They actually think they can accomplish all of this stuff. They can turn you into a computer. They can turn your little boy into a little girl, little, little girl into a little boy. They can, they can do whatever they want because they're just like gods. All they have to do right now is get rid of that unevolved, stinking demon over in Russia. Get him to shut the heck up. And it's utopia. Как стало известно, англиканская церковь, например, планирует, планирует, правда, пока только еще, рассмотреть идею гендерно-нейтрального Бога. Что скажет? Прости, Господи, не ведают, что творят. Миллионы людей на Западе понимают, что их ведут к настоящей духовной катастрофе. Элиты, ну, прямо надо сказать, просто сходят с ума, и это, похоже, уже не лечится. Но это их проблема, как я уже сказал. А мы обязаны защитить наших детей. И мы сделаем это. Защитим наших детей от деградации и вырождения. Think what you will of, of Putin, but listen to what he just said. Wouldn't it be fantastic if the Pope were saying something like that still? <laughs> Do you really think? The Biden administration, those of you who are still supporting this, this idiocy, do you really think the Biden administration is in any position to traipse around the world stomping out evil? Do you really seriously believe that? <laughs> Here's one of Biden's top officials, a guy named Rachel. Gender-affirming care is life-saving, medically necessary, age-appropriate, and a critical tool for healthcare providers. People say, yeah, well, man, Ukrainians are dying over there. Yeah, they're dying over there. Ukrainians are dying because Team Biden is going to fight for as long as it takes, says that stammering, yammering old fool. No talk of negotiating for peace. Not now, not ever. Why? Because this is a war we want, just like Iraq was a war we wanted. <laughs> we fought for this war. And... Tell me, what do, you, what do you think Vladimir Putin is supposed to do now that Joe Biden has declared war on him under a false Ukrainian flag? What's he supposed to do? Just wait until Biden starts launching missiles in Moscow? We've committed nearly 700 tanks and thousands of armored vehicles, 1,000 artillery systems, more than 2 million rounds of artillery ammunition, more than 50 advanced launch rocket systems, anti-ship and air defense systems, all defend you to defend Ukraine. And that doesn't count the other half a billion dollars we're going to be we're announcing with you today and tomorrow. That's going to be coming your way. This while trains are derailing here at home. I've got two daughters that are within an hour of what is it, East Palestine, Ohio? Lots of bad things are happening there. We're all extremely concerned, not only for those people, but now specifically for our own daughters. What's happening there while Biden is in Ukraine playing war games with Mr. Green Tea. In this, the most tightly scripted, most completely dishonest war in history. Deadly chemicals poisoning the drinking water in America now. Chinese spy balloons floating on overhead. 
drugs and gangsters pouring over the border, the open borders that Biden refuses to do anything about, skyrocketing crime, you know, and, and a confused old nutter leading us straight into World War III. Now remember, all of this is intentional. All of this is on purpose. They are taking our country out because they need equity and inclusion. No powerful countries left. Just a one world government that's going to take care of everybody in the same way. You see, they have to get rid of the United States of America. So yeah, your world's falling apart because they're dismantling and you can't count on your police to protect you anymore. They're defunding the police, remember? You can't count on your doctors to actually help you get better. They want to jab you. And the government is enforcing it that they jab you. Your president is senile. Your church leaders are all gay and messed up. I don't know what their point is anymore, most of them. Your school boards, oh, that's, that's comforting. I have a master's degree because when I got certified, I was told I had to have a master's degree to be an Arizona certified teacher. We all have advanced degrees. What do the parents have? We must remember that the purpose of public education is not to teach only what parents want their children to be taught. It is to teach them what society needs them to be taught. First they threw God out of the schools, the public schools that we're all paying for, and now they're inviting Satan in. No, literally. Yesterday afternoon, the students from Homer Brink Elementary got sent home with this flyer right here for an after-school Satan Club. The flyer says the Satanic Temple after-school Satan Club will be starting next month at the school. So remember the video at the top of the show? Little kids trying to kill each other? And this is where, again, Pope Francis is the biggest villain of them all, this occupier. Because in order to get to this point, they had to get rid of the infrastructure of Christ, if you will, of order, of law in society. And in schools, that infrastructure of Christ looked like this. These children are receiving the greatest blessing possible, a truly Catholic education. It will mean more to them than wealth or social position. They're getting an early start on the road to real success for time and eternity. In the long run, the successful life must be based on religion, the most fundamental, the most important subject we study. From their earliest years, these fortunate children learn it under ideal circumstances. Their faith is deepened and broadened to last a lifetime. So they tore it all down, and now they have after-school Satan clubs. <laughs> the FBI is after your Latin mass. The Pope approves of sodomy. And it's all part of this new normal that we were, that we were promised a couple of years ago, remember? Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis, to promise people all kinds of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to, to destabilize your uh, economy, 
to eliminate the principle of free market competition and to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C. And it all gets just a little bit more Christophobic every day. This is why on this show, the traditional Catholic restoration is what gets us up every day. That's why we come out here and shoot this show every week. It's why we publish this newspaper every couple of weeks. That's the only way out of here. All these institutions are now proactively turning on, not just God, but turning on Christianity. For the first time ever this year, this past Ash Wednesday, the FBI field office in Chicago, they told their employees they will not be honoring the tradition of allowing a Catholic priest to administer ashes on Ash Wednesday. Beautiful old tradition. Many of the FBI field offices had that tradition. Certainly in Chicago, it was there. Cardinal Supich cancels Latin Mass. It's all fallen apart. And now the FBI is canceling any sort of interaction with Catholic priests officially, with the Catholic Church. And Kyle Serafin, the guy who blew the whistle on FBI coming after traditional Catholics, he tweets, rightfully so. He says, you got to wonder if those ashes are actually a sign of that dangerous radical Catholicism. Right, FBI Richmond? <laughs> well, do you see why now? Do you see why, Seraphim, how this, this, this FBI whistleblower, why they're concerned? It's not because they're just concerned about traditional Catholics. They see this as the slippery slope. This attack on the Latin Mass. Because the Catholic Church is being systematically dismantled for a reason. I know... People don't like the word denomination. The fact is, it's the largest Christian denomination in the world. It's being dismantled on purpose. And all the other denominations are going to follow suit. And what are you going to do when it's all gone? Is your home school, for example, teaching critical race theory? No? So are you then kind of teaching the kids to hate? You think you can hide behind a religious exemption when they come knocking on your door and say that you're teaching your children to hate and it's time to take them to child services? Pope Francis, he said Pfizer needed the right to jab your children no matter what, and he was not going to allow any exemptions even for that. And now he's canceling your Latin mass community. The one system of support that Catholic families had left in this miserable world. Something they could count on, pretty solid, where the children could have friends, and they could have teachers, and they could have a normal, a normal life. But the thing is, Francis is no theologian, he's no liturgist. Why does he care about the Latin Mass? I believe it's because he's doing, and he and his globalist friends are doing to Catholic priests and Catholic bishops Exactly what Team Biden did to the good cops and to the good nurses and to the good teachers. Forced them out. Independent thinkers in the church, in society, must be excommunicated so they don't get in the way. That's the plan. That's the game plan. That's what they're doing. And I bring all of that up so we can all reassert how urgent it is to unite the clans and stand against this. Right? Because there is hope. These wretched, old, disgusting villains, they're all starting to fart dust, friends. They're all getting really old. They're getting ready to die. The melting of the in Greenland ice sheet affects uh, 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 
acid would increase the level of the oceans by seven meters. George Soros is 92 years old and still clawing and ripping at the, at the Christian society that he wants to see taken down. <laughs> like some kind of creature from a, from a horror movie. Pope Francis, 86 years old. Francis, chill out. Say your prayers, leave us alone. Biden, 80 years old. Klaus Schwab, 84 years old. Holy cow, it's an old boys club. These guys are running out of time. And that's why, in my opinion, they're so desperate in the state to cancel the million, 75 million patriots who are guilty of insurrection, right? Trying to terrorize them, freak them out. And they're doing the same thing now with the Latin mass Catholics. You know why? Because we're reproducing. They're not. We have a future. They don't. We are going to outlive their revolution, and they know it. And besides, God made the world that they're trying to destroy. We know how this ends. We stand with God. Going to keep praying our beads, doing what we're doing, going to the Latin Mass, talking to our priests, planning strategy. And when they come after your Mass, when they come after your priest and tell them to stop, remember this. We went underground before, and we're going to do it again. The pictures you're seeing up on your screen right now. That's what it looks like. We can do this again. Hopefully it doesn't come to that, but we're going to do this again. I myself, as I've said down here before, I learned to serve the Latin Mass in my father's basement. In fact, that's me right there a few years later. We're down there in the basement keeping the faith because 50 years ago, the rad trads refused to comply. And you know what? Their resistance to the persecution against them and against the Latin Mass and against everything that they believe as Catholics, the, the resistance against that persecution inspired a crusade that changed history, friends. Francis is making a massive mistake. He's angry, he's old, he's frustrated, he's out of time, and so he's making a big mistake. He's getting ready to make crusaders out of the next generation, too. He's getting ready to guarantee that this Christian Catholic counter-revolution will survive, will make it, will triumph, will be victorious. He's making the fatal mistake of making us into martyrs, giving us no chance, no choice, but to fight and defend our faith. And if that means suffering for it, we will do it. And that's the beautiful thing I want you to remember. Francis won't live to see this evil revolution fail. But you know what? Your children will. This is going to be short-lived, this thing. They're out of gas. They're out of steam. They're out of grace. History will tell the story of you and your children. The sons and daughters now, maybe I should say the great-great-great-grandsons and great-great-great-granddaughters of the Vandeans and the Cristeros and all the Catholic heroes of history who refused to obey the tyrants. And now, dear friends, it's our turn. <laughs>